But in those opening pages, what I'm trying to establish is a connection with the reader. So the reader has a sense of involvement. Stevens, the New York Times best-selling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers, and this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time, or at least we're trying to. <laughs> Taylor, I have been looking forward to this chit-chat for a while now, and I want to get to the today's chit-chat, but before we do, I want to let people know what we're going to be talking about. This is the beginning of a three-part series, and I love these series because then we know exactly what we're going to talk about week after week after week. This is a three-part series, and the three topics will be beginnings, middles, and ends. So today we're going to be talking about beginnings and you are at the beginning of something now, and you have some news to share. And I've been waiting to hear this news for a long time. I do. I'm so finally able to talk about it. People who've been, um, who get my newsletters, they know that I keep saying, news is coming, news is coming, hopefully I should have some. And it's just dragged on and on and on and on and on and on. And everybody wants to know, when's the next book? When's the next book? Well, the news is not when's the next book. It is that we're going to have another book. Um, the, the actual publication date is not like set in stone yet, but we have a contract. It is a two book contract. The first book is already written. So that part is hooray. Um, the editor editing process hasn't started up yet. So that's, uh, that's always fun. And um, I have posted um, something in Patreon sort of like a Q&A, um, because it, this book is not, it's not a Monroe book. It's the start of a new series. And anybody who's followed my books knows that I tend to not write the same thing that's out there. Like, I just, I just make stuff so much harder on myself by writing different, hard to categorize. And this, this new publisher, I'm with a new publisher, asked me to fill out a questionnaire to help them and their the publicity team and everybody get acquainted with me, get acquainted with my work, help to understand my vision for this material, how I saw it. And so there's this, this Q&A that's in there that really helps to boil down what these books are, what this book is about. How do you, how do you give this elevator pitch? Because there's no elevator pitch to it. And it's, it's kind of, I think, I don't know, I think it's pretty fun Q&A. So I've already posted that. And um, I know we don't have enough time in the chit-chat here to, to go long on, on getting really into what this new series is going to be about. But I'm just so, I can't even tell you how excited I am that I can finally start talking about it. I can, I can start going into it because it's just been this, this thing that I've had to keep very tightly wrapped and... It's awful because it goes on forever. Like publishing takes so long. <laughs> so now at last I'm free. So yes, that's my very exciting news. Yes, and it is very exciting because you have been sort of like hinting at it, like that thing. And I, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm going to totally flub this, but it's like I've got news, Telegram follows, that kind of thing. And so you've yeah. been like hinting and it's like, okay, when's the news? When the news? And each week when we record, it's like, can we talk about the news today? No. And so finally, here we are talking about finally, the news, and yes. I'm so excited. 
And so I'm also, uh, I need to write a newsletter and I'll put more detail in there as well. So if you're on my mailing list, keep your eye out for that. And, you know, there's still that, that thing of how much do you put out there without ruining everything? You, I can't do spoilers. And that's, uh, that, I got to wait till the book is published to actually <laughs> talk yes. in depth about this story. I'm like, ah! But anyway, yes. And for all of you out there that are like me and who love Monroe and you're, you're banging your head on the desk saying, I want another Monroe book, you're also working on Monroe and you released a new chapter inside the Patreon group um, this past week. And it's fantastic. You know, what I do every time you release a new chapter is I just read it again from the beginning. And then I think, oh, my gosh. oh she changed it. She changed something. And then I go look at the old version and you haven't changed it at all. But it, it's just <laughs> like it gets better every time I read it. I will have memorized this book by the time it's published. You and me both, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, you know, whenever there's a new chapter, I'm like, yay! I, and then I, I just read from the beginning up to that point, and then I'm like, oh, when are we going to get the next chapter? And I know it's going to be a while because it takes you a while. It does, and it's going to start taking even longer because now I have this. I have to start a new book, like everything, like, like figuring it out, and and this next one has to be better than the one that I I have got going now, and that's. Uh, it has to be my sort of my career depends on it. And um, that's a lot of pressure, people. So, uh... <laughs> But I mean, the, it's like double good news. It's like you have a contract. There's this new series. As we've talked about, I've read the first book of the new series and it's fantastic. I can't wait to actually hold the copy in my hands. And there's going to be more Monroe. It's not like there's a new book, there's a new series, and there's no more Monroe. There's not only going to be more Monroe, but we're getting Monroe on a fairly regular basis, which is exciting to those of us who love Monroe. Great. It's so much pressure for me. <laughs> All right. Are you ready to – speaking of pressure, are you ready to teach us about beginnings? Because when we first talked about this, you're like, I don't really understand the stuff you know, kind of the way other people do. But if you ask me the right questions, it will be good. So – I'm going to try and ask you the right questions. You ready? I'm, I'm ready. I'm so nervous, but ready. Let's do this. Okay. So we are talking about beginnings today. and Story structure. Story right? structure. We're talking about okay. story structure. And we're, there are lots of different ways of structuring a story. Uh, but we're going to use the traditional three-act story that, that most screenwriters use and that many writers use. I've also seen four-act stories and eight-act stories and 15-act stories and maybe even a 21-act story. I think Truby might talk about a 21-act story, which just gives me a headache to even think about that. I can barely wrap my, my mind around beginning, middle, and end. Um, when you first began writing, when you first began writing The Informationist, did you have any of this knowledge at your disposal? You'd read some books on writing, so were you familiar with the three-act structure? No. I mean, actually... I started writing before I'd read some books on writing, so I was even less than familiar. I, I didn't even know about genre or, you know, that you needed to have a plot. I, I didn't know anything, nothing. I didn't have characters, nothing. I just had this place. So this is a good place for us to start at. <laughs> <laughs> so did you just, you know, we as, as human beings, we have heard stories, we have watched stories, we have read stories all of our lives, and you're a storyteller. So you probably have this innate sense of story and that it has a beginning and a middle and an end. Um, was that, did you think about that at all or did you just start writing? I still don't think about it. 
So I suppose the answer is I just started writing. Like when I plot now, I don't plot in terms of beginning, middle and end. It's all just the story. And where does this story start and where does it finish? But in terms of, you know, where does the action start? From, from whose eyes are we seeing this? Where does this first scene take place? And where do we go from there? So even now, I'm not like, this is the first act. This is the second act. I, I have no concept of what that means. Well, but what you just said is, all I know is where the story starts and where it finishes, which would be the beginning and the end. So something is in between there. So I'm guessing that's the middle. <laughs> well, correct. But in terms of Act, right? Mm-hmm. Act insinuates a part, a place, a, a, a finite segment. And for me, beginning is this is where the movie starts and end is here the credits are rolling. Okay. So it's not like I'm, it's part of some grand. Uh, so you, you don't think for yourself, <laughs> you don't think to yourself, for example, that I need a 50 page beginning or no, a 75 no. page beginning. No, and, and, I'm, and I'm, as we talk about this, I'm like, well, what exactly constitutes the beginning besides go? And what, <laughs> what exact, exactly constitutes the end besides all done? So, um, yeah, this is going to be fun. Let's, let's talk about this. Okay. Um, I, have, I have read a lot of books on writing. You've read a lot of books on writing, and the people out there listening have read a lot of books on writing. There are a number of different opinions about how long the beginning should be. And in general, I think those range from 20 to 25 percent. There are probably some who might say 15 percent. I know some authors um, who I really enjoy reading where it's like the beginning is like four pages and then we're right into the middle. Um, But what is the what is the middle? What constitutes the beginning of the story? Like to me, all of those numbers, all of this, it's just arbitrary. Like, why is it there? And the only reason it would be there is to serve a purpose. So what's the purpose of the beginning? If the purpose of the beginning is to establish your characters mm-hmm. or establish the um, the story or establish the framework of what you're getting into, I'm like, oh, that's a beginning. Okay, I can work with that. But then are they saying cram all of that into five pages? Let, no, right. let's, say, let's say that is the beginning. Um, and, and some notes that I wrote down prior to coming on. And some things that I know we would want to talk about, Uh, inciting incident, opening scene, a problem to be overcome, uh, establishing the characters. Is that something that you want to do? I'm not going to use the term in the beginning, but fairly early on in the book. That was a long list. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, we can take the inciting incident and and deal with that separately. But let's let's say establishing characters. a problem, you know, You're a character not... in a setting with a problem. Yes, but sometimes at the beginning, you don't always know what the problem, like sometimes the problem does not make itself manifest until much later in the story. Um, and if you've established the problem in the first page, guy has a gun to his head and has to figure out how to escape. Is that the problem or is it a momentary problem related to the entire story? So if for me, in my layman's terms, what I'm trying to get in that first 
beginning part of the book is that we know who is on the page, like who's, who's our protagonist. It's pretty rare for a protagonist to show up way, way, way into the book, you know. Um, sometimes stories have multiple protagonists. The one that we just talked about at the beginning has multiple protagonists, and it's hard to pin down who exactly is the protagonist. But you've got somebody, somebody on the page. But in those opening pages, what I'm trying to establish is a connection with the reader. So the reader has a sense of involvement in what's actually going on. So that obviously means at least a character, possibly two characters. But this, this idea that you need to have all the characters introduced within the opening, well, if we go by that definition, the beginning of a beginning, then this book that is coming down the pipeline is the, the first half of the book is practically the beginning because all of the characters are not fully introduced until about that point. Okay, so in so, the beginning of, of this book, well, uh, let's not, well, let's use this book. It's a bad you, it, well, you I don't know, it might be a bad example. But it, okay. it is a character in a setting, and he has a problem. It's not the problem, but he has a problem. And I, I think it, some of the classes that I've taken uh, talk about that. And it, it just like the character has to have a problem. Like in, in, um, in Carol's book, uh, the one that, that she recently released, I think the title is Fur Boys, and and we worked on the beginning of that book on the show here. Her character was in a setting. She was in line for um, an event, a concert, and there was a problem. You know, the, the, the there were a lot of hassles, and there was a problem, and it turned out there was a murder, but there were problems before the big problem happened. So right. that's another example. But it's not like every character has to be defined, but we have to know who the main characters are in the beginning, I, I, I think. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay. Um, again, back to the, to the piece, the book that I just finished, mm -hmm. um, we don't have all the main characters in the beginning, except we know they exist. We don't... We right. haven't met them. We just know that they exist. I know you talk about in the because I've read the uh, the Q and A on, on Patreon. You talk about like three main characters, but in my mind, there are two main characters in the book. And it's we, a funny. It's and a funny thing we learn thing about those that. both very quickly. Okay. Okay. It's a funny thing you say that because um, in the from the few people that have read um, advanced copies of this, not everyone sees the same people as being the main character. Okay. It's a very, very interesting That is interesting. Feed, feedback a topic to for another day because we don't want to bore people with things that they haven't read and won't have a read. chance to read yeah. for a while. Absolutely. Um, so beginnings. When I'm, when I'm starting a book, and again, I have no sense of what, where's the break between the beginning and the middle, but I would say the beginning is sort of setting the stage for what's about to come. And then, and then we're going to move into here's where things get messy, and that would take us into the middle. And I think the classic definition of the beginning would be we're introducing the characters, we're doing all these things, and then the beginning ends when – and people out there listening have read more about writing and know way more about writing than I do, so correct me if or I'm me, wrong here. me, for that matter. Um, but uh, the beginning ends when the character – accepts the challenge that will become the story of the book. Okay. That is 
insightful. I would say yes. So does that mean then when you are writing a beginning that you're trying to keep everything contained and don't bleed over into the mess up until that point? I don't, or I don't is it think sort so. of vague and... Well, let, let me answer that f- from my own perspective. The book that I'm writing, I one of my failings as a writer is that I really struggle with story structure. So when I was plotting this book out, I actually took like the generally accepted beginning, middle, and end, and you know, twenty-five percent, fifty percent, twenty-five percent, and there should be this, you know, you're crossing the chasm thing at the end of the first at the end of the beginning, and then at the middle of the book, there should be something else. And then as you cross over to the end, there should be something else. And I plot, I intentionally decided to have so many chapters in each section so that I would force myself to write to a story structure. You, you know, you're at such a different level, you don't even have to think about that stuff. Your, your work just comes out that way because you're a natural storyteller. I, I guess, but also my, my work doesn't actually fit the definition of of a lot of things and that's one of the problems with it is people look at it and they go I don't know what to do with this you know how do I sell this um I I don't know this concept of of having a certain number of chapters does that would that actually help with story structure or do you just end up writing unnecessary words that don't actually propel the story forward simply because you've boxed yourself into this expectation. In my case, what happens, because I I want to just ramble on about things that are happening instead of actually having things happen, um, it forces me to get to it more quickly. Okay. So I'm not like halfway through the book before something big happens, before the body drops, for for example, if if you're writing a murder mystery. Um, So it's helped to impose a structure on me. I have seen, I actually just downloaded a book on the Kindle. I can't remember the name of it, but I'll put it in the show notes. Um, it was a, a, a book on story structure and it included a Scrivener file with a predefined four act structure. And I don't even understand what a four act structure is, but I, I got the book because I wanted to see the Scrivener file and how they'd set that up. So I, I think there are a lot of people that use that to impose a structure upon themselves. Well, here's a question then. What is an act? Because if you've got, if the traditional is, you know, a three-act structure, which I would assume is beginning, middle, and end, what is an act? And are all of these acts the same length? Is the beginning, the middle, and the end all the same? Because vaguely in the recesses of my mind, some advice in some book somewhere that, who knows, I read 15 years ago or how I don't know time doesn't mean makes no sense to me anymore someone said that the beginning is short and the end could be as little as one page and it's the middle that takes up the bulk of the book so then what is an act I don't have the answer to that question so (laughs) listeners if you have the answer to that question let us know and and I can see as as you're describing to me um, this this sort of sense of structure of this much has to happen within the beginning. I the way you defined it with you know by the end of the beginning the hero has sort of figured out what his problem is and has taken on that challenge. 
it makes me look at some of the stuff that I've written but not finished or written and not sold going, hmm, I wonder if maybe that was the problem. There just wasn't enough structure in the book. You know, I, I'm going to think back to um, book four of yours, and I'm, I'm the catch. Yes. And the beginning, there's, there's a lot of letting us know about Monroe, where she is, why she's there, what she's doing there. Um, you know, there's this scene when she's on top of a building, and there's all of this stuff that goes into creating the beginning. And then there's this scene when she gets on the boat, which could be defined as a point of no return scene because there is no getting off the boat when the boat takes off. So, okay. in effect, that is your beginning in the catch. Okay, so that you, makes a lot of sense. You've to set me. the stakes, you've set the stage, you've identified the characters, and there is a point of no return where the character makes a decision yes, I'm all in on this thing. You and... should be teaching this, Steve. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I, and, and this is what I'm getting back to it's like you do this naturally. I, it has to be naturally because I, it, I have no um, sense of this is the way it needs to be. But as you talk about these things, it becomes clearer in my head that, oh, yeah, that is, that is what's happening. That is the beginning. I suppose in The Mask, it would be a very, very long beginning because it's not until Bradford turns up missing that it really kicks in. Um, in... The doll, God, the beginning would be very short. Yeah, the beginning was, it just, it was there. Like, so that was, and, and I think, you know, like what you said, sometimes the beginning is really short. Sometimes the ending is really short. Sometimes they're both really short and there's, there's nothing but middle. And, you know, we'll get to the middle in the next show. Um, We're, we're running out of time, but I want to, I was looking up a book that I have. It was written by James Scott Bell called Write Your Novel from the Middle. And in that book, he gives us some things to look for when you are maybe looking at the, the first draft of your book. And in the first act, have you given us a character worth following? We've talked about that. Yes, you've, you're, yes. you're setting the stage with the character. Have you created a disturbance in the opening pages? Not necessarily the disturbance, but a disturbance. Is there and, a problem? And I, would, I would say that that you know, is really easy to conceptualize in a thriller, mm-hmm. but it's, it, I would say that that is fundamental to storytelling because that is the equivalent of conflict. And without yes. conflict, there's no story. So. Yes. And, and the conflict doesn't have to be the conflict. It can be a husband and wife washing dishes together, looking out the window and seeing the neighbor's dog crapping on their yard. And it's just, it's a problem. And the wife is saying, oh my God, I can't believe it's doing it again. You need to go fix this problem to the husband. And then there's a, you know, a minor conflict there that helps to do what you said. And this is something that I've, in all the books I've read, I I haven't heard it said like this. Your, your goal when you're, you're writing the beginning is to form a connection with the reader. And I think that's the big takeaway from this show for beginnings rather than all of the technical stuff that we're talking about. It's forming that connection with the reader. Yeah. Why do I care? Yes. 
Yes. Um, the, I'll finish my list from James Scott Bell. Um, the last or do you know the stakes? Have the stakes been outlined in the story? So if we go back to the catch, we, we have a pretty good idea what the stakes are when Monroe is on the boat and the boat is leaving and, you know, she's just there. She's going to have to solve this problem or not. But then it changes. Then it her, changes. Her, yeah. Well, and that's, you know, when we get to the middle, we'll talk about that. But yes, I mean, you know, there are these things that twist and the problems get worse as as you go along. It's not like the first problem is the worst problem. If if that were the case, then the crapping dog thing would be a pretty boring story. <laughs> <laughs> you see, and here's I, I can't help myself here. You you talk about this thing of, you know, the couple dog crapping on the lawn and I go but that okay, so that's a problem. But you use it in a story to show character, to show if there's conflict between the couples. You're setting the stage right there, be the dynamics between these two people and what their relationship is like. That's where I would come to something like I would use a scene like that in an opening to show who we're dealing with and what they're like, and to connect with the readers, make the readers yeah. care. Yeah. Yes. Um, have you created a scene that will force the character into the confrontation of Act Two? And that's – he refers to that as, as like a pillar and, and sort of like going through the doorway to Act Two. And in, in the case of the catch, that would be when the you – know, and I don't remember specifically what happens when the boat sails away, but it's easy to envision. You know, Monroe is on the boat. She's made the decision to do this. And but she's it, they're still at the dock, so she can still change her mind until the boat leaves, and then there is no more changing her mind, unless you're going to take over the boat and force people to sail it back, which of course she could do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm following. This okay. Is, it makes sense. Is is the problem strong enough? Can the lead character resist? taking on the battle. And this is something that, that you've dealt with in, in reviews before, where people would say, well, especially with the catch, why would she do this? And, and that's from people who don't understand the character. Yeah. And, and, well, I mean, that's a whole other discussion here is nuance. And um, not everybody is able to oh, how do I say this without getting myself in trouble? If you just look at the news today, pick any topic and just go read the comments on it. You'll see that um, somebody will be able or to... Don't. You'll, or don't. I find it fascinating and quite I terrifying. find it horrifying. It, it is scary. Um, and uh, subtract all the troll comments and, and all of that. You find... Um, I, I will read uh, pieces of news or whatever about... In, you know, personal interest stories or opinion pieces that open up a, a way of seeing the world that is not part of my everyday life. And even though I'm not that person and I, um, I will probably never walk in their shoes, uh, and then maybe I'm even appalled by things, I can still empathize and see the world from a different perspective. And then you go down and you read the comments and you realize that 85% of the people who are commenting there completely missed the point of what the person was saying and have no ability to empathize to the, to the extent of being able to actually see the world from a different point of view. And so that leads over into fiction as well, where some people are able to really immerse themselves into a character and become 
something, even though it, it would never be part of the world, never be part of their life, they would never experience or behave as those characters do, they can empathize and that character becomes a living, breathing thing to them. And then there's somebody else who just only sees the action and isn't able to fully integrate mm. with the character mm -hmm. in that way. And so you get a situation where why would the character ever do that? And and so I'm going to find a way to tie this back to beginnings is when you're structuring those moments with the characters and their decision-making processes and setting up the stakes and setting up all of these things in the what I have now learned is the beginning, um, you have to keep in mind that you're going to have to take it on two levels. The depth, the character, which some people just won't get, so the action has got to be there too. Mm -hmm. Yep, great point. And let's wrap it up on that. Um, call to action. We have mentioned the, your Patreon account a couple of times today, and some of the people things people might get might be getting tired of hearing about. They it. might be getting tired of hearing <laughs> about it, but if they've heard some things that intrigue them and they haven't heard about it before, and I don't know how that's even possible unless you're new to the show. But if that's the case, where do they go to learn more? www.patreon.com/taylorstevens. All right. So we will be back next week with an in-depth conversation about middles. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much for being with us, guys.